and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode on iMaster Health. I'm Dr. Janelle Jelena. I hold a PhD in clinical cardiopulmonary exercise physiology from the University of British Columbia. I'm also a certified clinical exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. In today's episode, we are going to talk about a very common respiratory condition called chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD for short. This episode will be broken down into three sections. First, we will start by defining what COPD is, common causes, its prevalence in the general population, and how it's diagnosed. Then we will discuss the main signs and symptoms of this lung condition, and also talk through some basic strategies that you can do to help lessen your symptoms. And finally, we will discuss why it's important to keep moving and be physically active if you have this condition and the benefits of exercise for people living with COPD. We've lots to cover, so let's get started. Section one, what is COPD? COPD is an umbrella term for two different respiratory conditions, which are called emphysema and chronic bronchitis. Emphysema occurs when there is destruction to the tiny air sacs within the lungs called alveoli, which are located at the end of the deep airways. Healthy alveoli look like a cluster of grapes, but in emphysema, the walls between the individual alveoli break down due to chronic levels of inflammation. Therefore, instead of clusters of grapes, the air sacs become larger and there are less of them. The smaller airways, which are called bronchioles, are also affected by increased levels of inflammation. Instead of being rigid and open, they become floppy and are more prone to collapse, especially when breathing out or during expiration. Chronic bronchitis is defined by persistent cough with mucus production that lasts for at least three months over two consecutive years. Due to chronic inflammation in the lungs, the larger airways become inflamed and produce excess mucus. This results in the narrowing of the airway passages. Over time, the airways can actually remodel, leading to permanently smaller airways and an increase in airway resistance. Now, individuals with COPD may have one or both of these conditions, and the extent that someone has emphysema and or chronic bronchitis is highly variable between individuals, so each patient with COPD is truly unique. However, ultimately, both of these conditions make it harder to breathe, so shortness of breath, which is also called dyspnea, is often a primary symptom of COPD. Now, it's worth noting that there's also a genetic variant of COPD called alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency, and this type of COPD is caused by genetic mutation in a gene that protects the lung tissue from natural destruction. So the lung tissue actually undergoes an abnormally high level of self-destruction. Because the disease progression of alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency is actually quite aggressive, individuals with this genetic mutation usually feel symptomatic sooner and are therefore generally diagnosed at a younger age compared to those with emphysema or chronic bronchitis because these conditions tend to progress much slower. Fortunately, there are now effective therapeutic treatments for patients with alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency. What causes COPD? Now, ultimately, COPD is caused by chronic inflammation within the lungs and airways. This inflammatory response is triggered by breathing in a lung irritant, such as tobacco smoke, 
However, other lung irritants can include dust, chemical fumes, air pollution, and secondhand smoke. Now, traditionally, COPD was thought to be a smoking-related disease, and certainly a large percentage of people who develop COPD are or were smokers. But interestingly, not all smokers will develop COPD. So it's now acknowledged that multiple environmental, genetic, and lifestyle factors interact together to determine if someone will develop COPD or not, as well as how the disease progresses over time. COPD is an increasing health concern around the globe due to continued exposure to cigarette smoke as well as the aging population, because even when the pulmonary irritant is removed, such as when someone stops smoking, the inflammatory response can persist for many years. Currently, COPD is the third leading cause of death worldwide, and it's estimated that between 10 to 16% of the Canadian population meets the criteria for at least mild COPD. And within Canada, COPD accounts for the highest rates of hospital admissions among major chronic illnesses due to a lung flare-up, which is also called exacerbation, which is a very serious health concern. So interventions that focus on disease management and slowing disease progression will be key to helping the many individuals living with COPD live healthier and longer lives. So how is COPD diagnosed? It's diagnosed clinically based on exposure history and the results from multiple medical assessments. So this can include imaging such as an x-ray or computed tomography, which is more commonly known as a CT scan. It can include a mucus culture, a bronchioalveolar lavage sample, and or a blood test. However, almost all patients will undergo a pulmonary function test, which includes performing different breathing maneuvers while breathing onto a mouthpiece and tubing that's connected to a machine. And sometimes this test is performed while sitting in a clear box that actually looks like a telephone booth. And usually this test is instructed by a registered respiratory therapist. Now, there's two key characteristics of COPD that are determined from a pulmonary function test, and these are fixed airway obstruction and hyperinflation. So fixed airway obstruction refers to a reduced ability to breathe air out of the lungs, and this reduction is not completely reversible when given a puffer or a bronchodilator, which actually helps to open up the airways. Hyperinflation refers to the trapping of air within the lungs and occurs due to the disease processes of emphysema and chronic bronchitis. So hyperinflation can happen at rest, in which case it usually develops slowly over time. However, it can also happen temporarily over a short period of time, such as during exercise, when the demands on the lungs and breathing levels are increased. Section two. Signs and symptoms. Shortness of breath, which is also called dyspnea, is the most common symptom of COPD. And the challenge for individuals living with COPD is that shortness of breath is often increased with exercise. Now, unfortunately, this can lead to exercise avoidance and understandably because nobody wants to feel like they can't breathe. Also, because of this, shortness of breath often leads to feelings of anxiety, especially about being active. However, it's so important to recognize that exercise is actually one of the most effective treatments for COPD. And doing regular structured exercise actually helps to reduce shortness of breath by increasing your fitness levels. 
So the fitter you are, the less work your lungs have to do, which means breathing becomes easier. So you are able to do more activity without feeling as short of breath. Now, other symptoms of COPD can include chronic cough, mucus production, wheezing, chest tightness, fatigue and lack of energy, blueness in the lips and fingernail beds, and or frequent lung infections. It's important to talk to your doctor if your symptoms are not improving with treatment or getting worse. Sometimes individuals with COPD may experience a lung flare-up or exacerbation, during which their symptoms become worse than the usual day-to-day -day variation and typically persist for several days. If you notice signs of an infection, such as a change in the amount or color of mucus, you feel like you can't catch your breath, you experience blueness of your lips or fingernail beds, or feel like you have a rapid heart rate, it is critical that you seek immediate medical attention to help manage your condition appropriately. Strategies that help with symptoms. Now, although COPD is a progressive disease that worsens over time, there are important things that can be done to slow the progression of disease and help manage symptoms. Quitting smoking is the single most important thing that you can do to prevent your condition from worsening and for living a healthier and longer life. If you are currently smoking, talk to your doctor about the many options available to you to help stop smoking. Making sure that you take your medications and puffers every day as prescribed by your doctor is important to help effectively manage your shortness of breath and symptoms. Your lung medications help you to breathe more, allow you to do more of the things that you enjoy, and also help you manage fewer flare-ups or exacerbations. Also, Developing a flare-up or exacerbation action plan with your doctor and healthcare team is important so that you know what steps to take if you are feeling like you're getting a lung infection. The sooner you can start the proper treatment and nip the flare-up in the bud, the less severe the flare-up is likely to be and the better the outcome. Using purse-slip breathing is an effective and quick strategy to manage your shortness of breath. To do this, you can breathe in through the nose, and then purse your lips as if you were breathing out through a straw to create a pressure behind your lips. Slowly exhale through your pursed lips. Repeat breathing like this for four to five breaths or until your shortness of breath has subsided. And finally, the most important and effective treatment for reducing symptoms of COPD is exercise. So congratulations on starting your exercise journey and taking control of your condition with iMaster Health and its tailored exercise programs. Section three, the benefits of exercise in COPD. One of the most effective treatments for COPD is exercise. Although exercise is not able to reverse the damage done in the lungs, doing regular exercise helps to make the cardiovascular system which includes your heart and blood vessels, and skeletal muscles stronger and more efficient. These beneficial adaptations to exercise increase your fitness level and reduce the amount of work your lungs have to do. So this means your lungs don't have to work as hard and you'll be able to do more without feeling as short of breath. Because of this, exercise is the most important thing you can do to improve your shortness of breath and increase your quality of life. 
Now, in addition to reducing shortness of breath, exercise results in numerous other health benefits for individuals with COPD, which include improved sleep, increased energy levels, improved bodily functions, increased self-esteem and independence, and reduced depression and anxiety. When starting an exercise routine, start with what is doable for you and slowly progress your routine to meet your goals. A well-rounded exercise routine includes aerobic training that targets your heart and blood vessels, resistance training that increases the strength of your muscles, and balance and stretching. The iMaster Health Program will help tailor your exercise routine to meet your specific needs and goals. Okay, let's recap what we learned in this episode. So in section one, we learned that COPD is a common respiratory disease worldwide and that the term COPD includes both emphysema and chronic bronchitis. We also learned that a pulmonary function test is the most common clinical test done to assess COPD and that although smoking is the main cause of COPD in lots of individuals, there are actually many factors that can determine why someone may develop this condition. In section two, we talked about how shortness of breath, especially during exercise, is the most common symptom associated with COPD. However, exercise is actually the most effective treatment for COPD, so it's important to keep moving. We also explored some strategies to help manage symptoms, which included quitting smoking, taking medications and puffers, having an exacerbation action plan, using pursed lip breathing, and finally having a consistent exercise routine. In section three, we discussed why it's important to keep moving and the many benefits of exercise for individuals living with COPD. By joining iMaster Health, you've already taken the most important step to taking control of your health, which is to just get started. So congratulations. So this concludes another episode on iMaster Health. I'm Dr. Janelle. Thanks again for tuning in and take care. Thank you.